So we begin by looking at uh, sources of law. And sources of law covers uh, the Constitution, the doctrine of judicial precedence within the context of the court system and parliament and legislation. But we begin at the very beginning with the source of law. So there are four sources. We have custom, we have the constitution, we have case law or common law, and then of course we have legislation. And we're going to start by looking at custom. Now what do we mean when we use the word custom? So the word custom may be used in several different uh, senses or several different contexts. And in that regard, the word custom may be used um, to be a practice, to mean a practice, or it may be used to mean a specific date or timeline. So in relation to legal principles, when we speak about custom, we're interested in what is referred to as antiquity. And the question is, when is the date of antiquity? And in this regard, we look at the year 1066. And this is essentially, one could say, the benchmark year. And then we come to 1189. And the significance of 1189 is that this is where the original source of the common law is traced and then if we come to 2019 then 2019 is the um an important current date so in the first sense custom relates generally to practice and then in the second sense custom relates to convention or trade usage so you may have businesses and the business may have a certain language and that are practices that are deemed to be custom so custom in the sense of the use of the word is not a source of law but a means by which a term our terms are implied in a contract, right? So in other words, there's a practice, there's an understanding, and this may be a term that is implied in law. And when we go on to look further at the law of contract, then we will look at the different types of terms, express terms and implied terms. So if there's a practice that obtains in a certain geographic location or in a certain trade then that may be deemed to be part of the um, contract then of course there's local custom local custom we have spoken about this as well and this now is to describe rules of law which apply to a particular area for example a country or a parish so here the practices of the particular persons in this geographic space or in this location 
may be deemed to be a distinct source of law. So local custom also differs from the common law in that if an alleged custom is to be incorporated into law, it must be proved to exist uh, in court. So it is not an arbitrary practice. It is one that must stand up to scrutiny. So it is then said to be judicially noticed and will be enforced by the court, right? So once you, so an example would be a right of way. This is a practice. People may use a piece of strip of land um, from their grandparents to access their property. And this is something that has been used by several persons. So it becomes a practice and then it can be established in a court of law and the court takes judicial notice of it. So a person who alleges the existence of a custom must prove its existence by satisfying the following test. So here are the tests. Uh, and you can find these tests in that were laid down by Blackstone in 1765. So we spoke earlier about antiquity. And the year of antiquity is 1189. So local custom must have existed since time immemorial, right? And that's a saying that we are familiar with from there was a boy from Aide Damini, time immemorial. And in this regard, time immemorial dates back to um, eleven eighty nine, and this of course is fixed by statute. And we refer to time immemorial as antiquity, right? So time immemorial, 1189, is antiquity. So there must be proof of the practice dating back to 1189. Now this may be impossible. So what the courts will look at and accept is proof of existence within living memory. And that again is why I use Jamaican uh, colloquialism since my identity from me did a boy right or girl as the case may be so if this practice is shown to have been in existence from time immemorial from id Damini, then the court will accept it as a custom and therefore it would have the force of law so the person who is challenging it must prove that it did not exist in 1189 and that's a custom so if if somebody is saying and let's go back to the right of way again so they would have to show that there was no right of way in existence from before um time or from living memory so simpson and wells 1872 and this is a case to illustrate this point about antiquity so Simpson, who had been charged with obstructing a public footway by setting up a refreshment stall, alleged that he had a customary right to do so derived from statute's sessions. It was shown that statute sessions were first authorized in the 14th century, so the right could not have existed in 1189. So this is an example of uh, what we have said, establishing that this is a 
custom or practice that is of legal significance dating back to 18 to 1189 and in this particular instance it was demonstrated that this right of way that is being claimed was more recent than dating back to 1189 right so proof of the existence of a local custom continuity so we so we speak about antiquity now we're speaking about continuity that the right to exercise the custom may not have been interrupted right so it's continuous so this does not mean the custom itself must be continuously exercised uh what it means is that the custom has been consistently recognized over a period of time right so in mercer and denny 1905 and this is a case here the defendant owned a section of beach and wished to build on it now the plaintiff a fisherman claimed a customer right to dry his nets on the beach and asked for an injunction to prevent the building the defendant's defense was that the custom was only exercised occasionally and before 1799 the beach ground was below the high water mark and until recent time was unsuitable for the drying of nets so the defendant's defense as we said was that this was not continuous now the courts held that the custom was valid and the question is how did they arrive at this decision bearing in mind that we're now looking at the principle of continuity so the argument is or the rationale its existence throughout living memory was proved and the fluctuation use was due to high tide so in other words it was continuous although the weather uh interrupted it from time to time however the fisherman had always claimed the right to use such ground as in, as was available and so the custom extended to the additional ground now available so the other proof of the existence of a local custom is peaceful enjoyment so one for a custom to become or contribute as a source of law it must be in existence from time immemorial from antiquity it must be continuous uh, and that doesn't mean that there can't be space for interruptions but it must be used regularly and then there must be peaceful enjoyment of the uh, local custom so a custom must and can only exist by common consent it must not have been exercised by the use of force secrecy or permission so another proof of custom is obligatory force and what do we mean when we say obligatory force so where custom imposes a duty that duty must be compulsory and not voluntary so the custom must be certain there must be certainty so an alleged custom allowing tenants to take away turf in such quantity as occasion may require 
was held void for uncertainty. And that's the case of Wilson and Wills, 1806. So there must be consistency. So these are the elements now of um, custom. And here, custom are by nature inconsistent with the common law, but they cannot in a defined locality be inconsistent with one another, right? So if there's inconsistency, then there is no custom. Now, the reality is that custom as a source of law has diminished significantly over the years because we now rely more heavily on uh, case law and even more so on uh, legislation. So there's a more structured way now in relation to um, laws being passed through a formal system. But custom historically and traditionally has been a source of law.